I have an exclusive opportunity for you that I'd love to bring to your attention. And that is I have just launched a mastermind called the Circle of Influence, where I'll be taking you under my wing to show you how to build a platform online that generates an income for you so you can have more freedom in your life. I'm also going to show you how to become a powerful influencer online so that you can score interviews and so you can get exposure on major publications and platforms. And I'm going to even show you how to build these platforms yourself, such as a website, a podcast, a YouTube channel and at social media following so that you can get your message out there to millions. I'm also going to show you how to network with other incredible leaders online so that you can interview them and so that you can collaborate with them and really show you how to refine your story so you can share it in an unforgettable way to score more interviews, to score book deals and to gain more speaking opportunities so that you can become a powerhouse leader. Now if this speaks to you, make sure you head over to I am Joel Brown dot com slash apply and get in before I close my doors on this live interactive exclusive opportunity where I'm going to go deep with you and with the community of Circle of Influence Game Changers. Don't miss this. Now let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Jason Capital. Jason uh, crushed it at a young age. He was a millionaire by the age of 24. Jason was invited into the White House. Uh, Jason also is a marketing and branding expert that basically takes you from this rat race income to a laptop income. And you know, this is something that so many people nowadays have this hunger for. They want to be able to break out of the hamster wheel of life. And I'm just so excited to jump into how we too can change the gears up and step more into our freedom and our potential. So thanks for joining us on the Addicted to Success podcast. Dude, I'm so glad to be here with you. Talk about whatever you want to talk about in, in your uh, adopted country of Bali here. It's incredibly <laughs> freaking beautiful, man. It is. It's adopted, man. It's here to stay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm happy that you're out here too. And uh, you know, before you interviewed me, and this is awesome, we can return the favor. I, I've watched your content for a while and I really love the amount of output of, of content you put out there. and. What would you say when you see influencers, leaders online, thought leaders, what do you? What would you say is working really well right now that you've been putting into practice and experimenting with lately? Sure, so Instagram is by far our hottest social media platform, but okay. it is not even close. Uh, you know, I taught email marketing for a really long time and yeah. I have a special connection with email, like that's how I built all my businesses. Yeah. And sometime last year, Instagram revenue overtook email revenue for my businesses. And wow. that, that was like the most mind blowing thing, especially because we had more, way more subscribers on email than we did followers on Instagram. Yet the earnings per follower just crushed the, the earnings per email on the email list. So Instagram is the hottest social media platform by far. All the stats show people spend as much time on Instagram as they do on Facebook now. But there's significantly less, if you, if you look at the ad spend, the money being spent on ads on Instagram versus Facebook, it is Instagram's catching up with Facebook now and it's like accelerating. So yeah. the trend looks like in 12 to 24 months, Instagram will be the new Facebook. I see that. I see it, man. See it, right? I feel like it's it's ghost town in Facebook right now. I'm, it's, look, I'm looking in and I'm not really getting much likes and reach. I'm, it's been, I spent like seven years and I had thousands upon thousands of followers. I've got nearly a million on the Addicted to Success page and it's just like the organic reach is it's, it's, it's tanked. It's man. rough, man. I, f I feel that pain yeah. and I would, if I were you, I'm sure you're, you're already doing this, but I would definitely migrate as many of those people over to your IG because yeah. you, you have it's a really, you have a really badass up. IG and, and yeah. the reach on IG is so much better. Uh, and Facebook, three, three years from now, Facebook is going to be nothing but Nigerian princes. 
who's just offering, <laughs> you, offering you millions of dollars for nothing. Like, like you, Central. Yeah, Facebook <laughs> is all ads. You know it. And uh, yeah. and Instagram will be too in three to yeah. five years, maybe you know, somewhere, like somewhere around that range. So yeah. Instagram is the hottest by far. Uh, and I'll tell you this, the, uh, if anyone has over 10K followers, when you get the swipe up feature, right, that's the, yeah, the that's important. milestone. Yeah. The amount of monetization that can happen in the, in, from swiping up is, yeah. is remarkable. It, yeah. it, I think people need to think about their stories yeah. the same way you think about email marketing. Yeah. So we, as you, you post your stories that are engaging and humanizing and what you're up to and that's cool, but also have your one or two emails that you send a day yeah. to promote whatever it is that you want to, yeah, to get yeah. out there. Yeah. I love this and I love how you said, you know, maybe Instagram has three to five years after that. And yeah. it, it rings so true to me because you now I've been in the game for 10 years. How, how long have you been in the game for? Probably close to- This is this my 12th year. 10, yeah, there yeah. you go, it's so 12 years. Yeah. And so, you know, you see a lot change. The online landscape is changing so rapidly to the point where you've got you've to be on the trends. You've got to look at it. You've got to have peers that are in the space too that you communicate with to see like what's working for you, what's yes. working for me, right? Yes. You gotta do it through collaboration now because so much is changing. And what what would you say it is, the core thing, like the principles that you need to to master to be really at a point where it doesn't matter what social media channel collapses or a new one that comes up, that you're still okay with your business, that you're still crushing. Yeah, so I think the this great quote I read from Robin Sharma that I say all the time is the the best inoculation uh, against disruption is education and yeah, so what, yeah. what that means is like you're talking about like staying educated on all the trends and what's coming so you're not blindsided by any of it yeah. I miss the Facebook boat totally uh, I missed the Instagram boat at the start. Thankfully, it's still here and I was able to catch up a little bit. So those were like lessons for me that, hey, Jason, like we're not going to miss this shit anymore. Like I, whenever my, my original pattern was something new comes out yeah. and I unconsciously run a pattern that says this is stupid for these reasons, ignore it, which is really just fear rationalizing as you know, an avoidance pattern. So now if something new comes out, I, I'm like, turn my phone. Let me give it three days. Let me dig into it. Do I think this would be something big? If it is, we need to put some resources into scaling that. Um, so we can be there first, not last. Uh, and, and like the, the other thing that I think is so important, and it's something I, I teach all my students, because I'm this guy who, right, I, right now I help people replace rat race income with laptop income, yeah, right? That. And yeah, that, that took me a long time to figure out, by the way, to wordsmith that just right. Like a long time, many hours alone. Right. But that's what I do now. And in that space, you see it. Everyone's got a thing that they sell. Yeah. Repl like live the laptop life by trading penny stocks, right? Tim Sykes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Replace uh, or live the laptop life by doing Amazon FBA, right? My, Kevin David, right? That's yeah, one yeah, guy out there. Yeah. Or, you know, become a laptop life by using ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson, right? Everyone's got a thing. Yeah. And it's kind of like a done for you business in a box thing that they offer. And I offer that too. I teach people how to do it on Instagram, actually. Yeah. yeah. But what I don't, the problem with those things is it makes people dependent on the person who taught it to them because they don't know. Right. Why am I yeah. doing these things? They're just following the guru's steps. So you stay, you're like, yeah, you're not living a rat race anymore. You're still a slave. Yeah. You're a slave to your boss. Now you're a slave to the guru. You still have no control. So I want to give them the, the blueprint to get out. But after that, I want to give them what we call high income skills. Yeah. Right. So that they, I'm not just, yeah, here's, here's fish. I got it for you. So you're, you're fed now, but here's how we catch fish. Right. right. And right. The, right. the big three high income skills I always talk about are copy, closing, and speaking. Right. Yeah. So copywriting, you know, the words that get cash. Uh, closing is, you know, you set them up, you got them, the prospect on the phone, customers hitting your website, can you convert? Can you turn prospects into customers or clients? Yeah. And yeah. then speaking, 
right? Uh, by 2020, 90% of the internet will be video. All traffic, 90%. It's I over believe, 80 right now. I believe it. It's so close already. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's all video now. So yeah. if you don't know how to articulate your message in a compelling way on video, you're, you're just fucked. <laughs> you're straight fucked. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're you, like, you're done. So those are the three skills that we work on. And my, my belief is that if someone is good at copy, yeah. at closing and at speaking, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's Instagram mm -hmm. or as Dan Payne would say, snap fuck, Twitter fuck, Insta fuck, <laughs> Facebook, and LinkedIn fuck, that's what he says, right? Yeah. But it doesn't matter what social media platform comes out. By the way, I don't know, hope your audience doesn't mind a little F-wombs every once in a while, but it's okay. yeah, but <laughs> no matter what app is like popular, you will be fine because you have the high income skills to figure out how do I build an audience and how do I monetize here. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I love this, man. I love it. I, I live by the same principles. And I think the big thing with influencers nowadays, I don't like the name, uh, name influencer. Sorry. I like the name leader, right? Like yeah. leadership, there's such a difference in that. Like leaders are, are about the service. It's They know it's about getting results. Influencers, from my understanding, is like if I make this look pretty enough, then I'll have like the followers and I'll, I'll get rich. Yeah. So I, I want you to really speak into entrepreneurs right now that are in a space where they're trying to create epic content right and they're doing video now they may just be shooting video and i see it you probably see it too people keep saying the same kind of things they're doing the same kind of actions what would you say would be a great challenge that you put any entrepreneurs listening to this right now watching this right now too to really start in encouraging more creation or more uh, creativity when it comes to this this type of content it's a, a great question first of all I think you would scare the crap out of a lot of influencers if you started calling them leaders because <laughs> they, yes. they might not know what to do with that role yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if they could fulfill that I like that yeah. a lot of, I mean I think a lot of influencers are called influencers based on follower count not in their actual ability to, yeah, yeah. to influence yeah. alright but to answer your question I, I kind of like what you were saying when we were interviewing up there in the whatever you call it, the temple up there or whatever <laughs> we were. But getting people to create and share the content that scares the piss out of them. That is what I would love to see. You see the most influencers, everything is a front, everything is like, how can I BS my way through this? How can I make this look as pretty as possible? Yeah. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, I went to a nightclub in Orange County and we're at a table and a table in front of us three girls very pretty girls super done up probably spent three hours getting ready they show up to the table four guys three girls whatever girls don't say a word to the guys they brought a ring light to the club these girls and they each took about half an hour each one girl holds the light the other one holds the camera and then one girl poses and they get the perfect nightclub picture and then they switched and then by about 12 30 they'd all gotten the perfect picture and they left Right. <laughs> and I can just imagine that they, they were pretty girls. They probably had millions of followers on Instagram in Southern California that people the next day were double tapping this thing thinking that like getting FOMO, they must have had the best time at the club. Look how happy they are yeah. and exciting when <laughs> that wasn't reality at all. And uh -huh. that's what a lot of influencers do now. So show me the real shit. Show yeah. me the scary shit. Show me yeah. your edges and your cracks and your vulnerabilities. Show me that stuff. Yeah. And I think you're going to get a lot more people connecting with you because everyone is just sharing they're just fronting. It's just BS. And and uh, I like I love what you were talking about before about your transformation stuff, where it's all about getting people into their vulnerabilities yeah. and finding that behind that thin veil of fear on the other side is your ultimate power. And I think if people, I remember like so one thing we do with our Instagram, I'll give you like a tactic here, is we call them snackables. And okay. this was actually a, to a term coined by Donovan. Got to give him credit where credit's due. Holding the camera right Dude. now. Yeah. And uh, a snackable. Do you know what that is in Australia? Did you guys have those? Are they like? Uh, 
things you put in your lunchbox? Yes, they were they were peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that were pre-made. Yeah, yeah, it was called yeah. the snackable. Yeah, yeah, right. And what the, the theory Donovan had is that that's what Instagram is. It should just be bite-sized snackable content. Yeah. And we would create these like 60-second mini movies almost where it's like a motivational speech or I'm sharing some tactic told in the form of a story with B-roll or something like that. And it's really engaging stuff. And we put that out there and these videos, you know, at the time we might've had a hundred thousand followers and these videos, a couple of them get 230, 250,000 views in like five days. It's insane. It's, it's insane. And the, I mean, we, we can clearly see which ones get the most views. And I'm telling you the ones that get the most views, it's when I share something in it that scared the crap out of me when I first recorded it. And some, tell, for some reason that you're going there, they can tell there's like a shift in your energy. Like you're, yes. you're having to step into some courage to, to share this. Yes, that's exactly right. And, yeah. and it just connects on such a deep, yeah. identity level that mm. that none of these like you see what influencers put out like it's it's just it's th- there's a old. huge difference in the, the two ways you can go it's gonna get old it's like how many like you know poses and pictures can you can you take to the point where like everyone's doing it right and, yeah. and i think the thing too is a lot of people don't know their audience they don't know them well enough like they haven't really sat down and gone like what are my audience like really resonating with what's working here they just keep going in one direction trying to like succeed in that space or like copying somebody else rather than going wait a minute you've got 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 people right in front of you ask them what are they feeling like what do they love about your content so you can bring more of that to the table yes if you're about impact yes it, and like a lot of people became influencers overnight because they had a lot of followers but they don't have marketing acumen yes. to go with it and we as like I identify as a marketer. I identify as a lot of things, and I think you, there's a part of you that's a marketer also, right? Yeah, yeah. And we, so we, and the thing, marketer, it, it gets a bad rap, I think, because Gary Vaynerchuk has told everyone marketers ruin everything, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> which is true. Like we're ruining Instagram right we now can, for sure. Can. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing you learn in marketing is that it's not about you. Yeah. It's about them. It's only about them. Your ego, you just, like the best marketers have no ego about any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if someone gets influencer, they get influence overnight because they get follower account with no marketing education, it will never occur to them. Let me take my ego out of it and just listen to Bob or Sarah and what are they feeling? What do they want to see? And especially, especially because you got all those followers overnight, your ego is like level 10 out of 10. Your ego is like <laughs> pimping and stunting and is loving life right now. You, the last person you're thinking about is anyone but yourself. So, yeah, it's like finding out what do they like, what do they want to hear, what do they want to, you know, jive on. There's a lot of things I would like to talk about that I won't talk about with my audience because it is nothing. It's not relevant to yes. that. Yeah. I would, like if I, if I could, I would talk about yoga half the time, but that <laughs> that has nothing to do with Bob who hates his fucking boss. Right? Like he doesn't give a crap about downward dog. He wants ten thousand dollars in his bank account. So, you know, I'll talk about that with my friends or, or my mentors or whatever, and that's yeah. cool. So, it's really like. And, and dude, how easy is it now to actually survey your followers to find out what they want to know? So you got polls and like, yeah. yeah. If you got enough followers, you can just simply ask them a question on a post, and you get yes. tons of comments. People love chipping in advice. They love sharing yes. what they like. They like feeling like they had to say, like they have skin in the game too. Yes. Uh, so you're you're from Australia, obviously. One of my my coaches, my mentors, is Taki Moore. You know Taki? Yeah, yeah. 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 Taki Moore. Amazing, amazing guy. Uh, one of the things he taught me is that. Conversions happen in conversations. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more, especially That's in today's true. social media, where this DM feature is insane. And you can have these really intimate people get more naked with you in the DM than they will with their partner or spouse that night in bed. Like, it's just insane what they will tell you. Uh, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to any pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that That's was the wrong, wrong metaphor. Yeah. 
they do that too. I understand. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> but the the, the conversations you can have with people there is is insane. And like, listen to them, talk with them, have conversations with them. We call it playing hot potato. Like, remember that game, hot potato? When you were a kid? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, say something and then ask them a question. Throw the potato back to them and let them respond. And 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 you'll find if you sell any market anything online again, conversions happen in conversations. Have more conversations. Yeah. It goes back to human connection. Yeah. How do you build trust, man? Yeah. You can't just present it anymore. It needs to be something that's deeper than that on the other side. Like people need to feel that you actually care about them. They need to feel that you have a solution for their pain. Yes. There are a lot of people in pain right now. Yes. And they need something for it, right? Totally. Everyone does, man. And, and you know, trust to me is not a logical thing. It's a feeling that people get. Yeah. Like you feel like there's people I should logically trust, but I don't trust like yeah. politicians. Logically, you should trust them. They went to school, they've been on TV, they wrote a book, they're quoted. Like, I should, like, who the fuck, no one trusts a politician. So yeah. it's, a, it's a feeling. I always revert back to Simon Siddick's amazing TED Talk where he says, start with why. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think if anyone out there is an influencer, has an audience or wants to, sharing your why, why you do what you do. Like, like I believe at this point, there's so many promises made by marketers and courses and everyone. Like, I mean, yeah. how many, how many freaking courses are there now? Like, out there? it's insane, right? And everyone is just trying to compete on promises my promise is better than your promise and a lot of it is for money of course yeah, yeah. because they actually care because they know how to get results exactly it's it's a money grab right i can make a course real quick i can make money this is great right it's there's yeah most people selling these courses have never actually done it they're reporting what they heard other people do but if like let's say someone out there has a legitimate product or service or something that they have been able to productize and they should be selling I believe that you will see a higher conversion rate if you sell on your why and not on your what. Yes. Meaning stop focusing so much on here's these amazing benefits you'll get because people yeah. fall deaf to that. Yeah. Say, hey, it'll do these great things for you, right? But I don't want to talk about those. I think in this day and age and culture, it's better if I explain to you why the hell am I even offering this right now? Yeah. And then share your authentic why yeah, yeah, yeah. and people will connect with you on, on such a deep level. Yeah. yeah. We make decisions emotionally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. What would you say has been one of your most successful marketing campaigns and why was it successful? Yeah. So we have one right now uh, called my IG agent program yeah. where I teach people how to basically take a business's Instagram, local business, online business and make it cooler, get more followers, do the growth thing and then also monetize it through stories and DMs and things like that. So yeah. someone would take your entire Instagram and just turn it into a money making machine. And I know that sounds ridiculous. But the results have been have been staggering. We, yeah. you know, we have uh, we launched this three months ago, and we have fifty one documented case studies already. People who have quit their jobs and replaced their their old income completely with Instagram income, which is right. amazing. We have two million students from the program so far. It's it's been insane, and I, the, the the thing that I think makes it work. So that was the question, right? What makes it sell yeah, so yeah, well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So, uh, in marketing and in copy, we always talk about uh, it's it's all about the idea. Yeah. Right. It all it's always about the big idea. Like there's how many products out there are there right now, even in my industry, teaching people how to make money on Instagram. There's an insane amount. How do you stand out? Right? David Ogilvy said that if your product doesn't have a big idea, it'll pass like a ship in the night. Yeah. It just it won't remember it. Like I think of it like you're standing at a dock and it's late at night and it's dark out there, and there's a hundred ships out there trying to get into the dock and you can't see any of them except for one. And it has its lights on. And that's the one that safely gets yeah. to safe harbor. Yeah, yeah. Why did that one get in? It was the only product out there that had a big idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your product needs a big idea. And uh, IG agent is a big idea. Instagram, like that, that was the big idea. That, that's something that people already wanted. 
it's connected to a big cultural thing like Instagram. Yep. And it's doing it in a way that is unlike everyone else. It's not a social media agency. It's an IG agent, which yep. which is neologizing. That's just, it's, yeah, it's a yeah, different yeah. name on a similar thing. It's different, but we put a new name on it so people don't go, oh, I've seen that before. Yep. Right. So it's, yep. it's a big idea. And the second element that I think is most important than even the big idea, truthfully, when it comes to the conversions, it's proof. Right, so I always teach my copywriters proof is your god when it comes to marketing. Yeah, like you cannot have too much proof. People don't want promises; they want proof. So we have, we have a ridiculous, like I mentioned before, all the proof we have. People who have done this. My IG agent, I have one in my own business. He makes six figures a month for us on Instagram himself. Yeah. So all that proof behind it, people go, "Fuck, this is like legit." In fact, I don't know if you saw, we we went to Las Vegas a few weeks ago, took random people on the street. And we said, hey, do you want to make some money real quick? They're like, sure. Uh, yeah, and I showed them the script and they typed it. They made $100 in like 10 minutes using the system. So people watching that go, holy crap, like, you, like that is called demonstrative proof. Like that's a demonstration. You can't argue with that. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's me on an infomercial cutting a tire with this knife that you're going to use to cut tomatoes at your home. Right? Like that's <laughs> proof that the knife is good. That, that's all we're doing. And people... Yeah. People saw it, dude. I not only did I like obviously that was great for sales. I had so many business owners and marketers come to me and say, "What the hell are you doing? Like, teach me this now." Yeah, they didn't. They weren't. They weren't paying attention. But then you you have proof that big, and now like these are eight eight figure marketers coming to me like, "Dude, what are you doing? Teach me about this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it catches yeah, their eye. Powerful, bro. Powerful. Yeah. yeah, I remember reading this case study, and there was a this uh, test that these these guys did, and what they did was they had a room full of 500 people and they had one guy go in to this room and he got up on stage and he basically shared with the room who he was, what he's achieved and you know all the great things that he's done and then he shared his story. And then he went into another room and a guy got up before him and edified him mm-hmm. and then he got up and shared his story, that's it. Now when they uh, ran a like survey with both rooms, they asked, uh, out of out of a hundred, like how much do you trust this guy? The room where he got up and talked about himself and how great he is, like not even in a like a braggadocious way, just like shared his achievements and then went into his story. Seventy percent said they would trust him. In the other room, something like ninety-eight percent said they would trust this guy because somebody else edified him. Yes, it's the power of the testimonials, right? It's so powerful. Yeah, yeah it's it's, cool. it's so powerful and. Uh, and, and the thing is with, with, dude, with the videos and the technology we have today, like we can do so much better than just a random testimonial, like on video, yeah, like yeah. we can get, we can get crafty with this shit you know? <laughs> yeah, and you like should, and you really, really should. Showing it, uh, the results appearing like live, like dude, right there. Yeah. Dude, there, you can't like, like I challenge everyone out there selling anything to find a way to demonstrate your product in action, getting a dramatic result. Yeah. And I don't challenge them like, oh, I'm amazing. You feel, like I, I. I pain over trying to figure out how can I demonstrate the the power of, of what we're doing. Like I'll spend hours trying to figure out what's the best demonstration because I know if I get it right, it's it's game over, man. Yeah, the proof's yeah. in the pudding. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So real quick, because I think it's an important question for those that are you know chasing the dollars. You're a millionaire, at 24 years old. What was it that you did, and how did you maintain that mindset to get to that space to be able to achieve that financial income yeah. level at that age? So when I was uh, 20, I started my first online business, and it was successful right away. I was making $20,000 a month for my dorm room, and I moved to San Diego. I got involved with the wrong people, and my business went to zero. I had to move back in with my mom back in Michigan. Yeah. I went bankrupt, right? right. Uh, and I'm 23, I was 23 at that point. And 
I I realize like Jason, what like you fucked up seriously? But what it what, what are you going to learn from this? Right? You can't just like yeah. what are you going to learn from this? And two two of the biggest lessons. The first one was my business screwed up. One because I let the wrong people in my environment, in my associations. That was that was bad. I yeah. uh, also marijuana was heavily involved in that. Yeah. Right? Because I was in California. And then the <laughs> second thing, blame California. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> no, I'm taking ownership over this. Right? I smoked it. They didn't smoke it for me. Right? <laughs> All right. But the yeah. the second thing was I stopped mastering my craft. Like I got comfortable and instead of spending those 90 minutes every morning studying something that was going to help me, I would just wake and bake or I would just go to the gym or I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm already successful. I don't need to do that. Yeah. So I made, stagnant. I made this deep commitment to mastery and I'm not saying I'm a master cause I'm not, but I will always be in pursuit of it. Meaning I will spend at least an hour a day studying what I need to study to keep Kaizening myself. Great. So those are the two things. And I started this dating company back then when I was 23 and in nine months, uh, I was a millionaire in that business. And it was solely, in my opinion, because of those two things. Uh, in terms of Kaizen, like, yeah, I'm constantly, I was working on my dating coaching skills, my coaching skills, but also my marketing skills, email, cop, like whatever I needed to, to deliberately install in myself, I would figure out how to get good at that thing so then I could apply it immediately. And, and, those are, and I'll tell you this one thing that I remember during that ascent because like, Month three in the dating business, it got to like 30 grand. Month four, it was like $48,000 or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, this is insane. Like, I've never made this kind of money in my life in 23, 24. And uh, my, my brother who lived near me in, in California, he had some friends come in and we all like went out to like a bar that night with a bunch of his friends and, and other people I knew. And I remember being around them and just hearing their stories of woe and their victim stories and all the shit they were talking about and thinking to myself, I don't want to be around these people. Like they're like messing with my mojo. Like I could feel it. Uh, yeah. And I and I I remember going back to my apartment and being like, if I'm gonna like I, I have a real shot here to hit a millionaire like this year. And if I'm gonna hit it, I cannot be around anyone who's not gonna support that. Uh, so I made a like a deep cutting off of a lot of people in my life at that point also. And I, I really believe those two things. If I'd kept them around, yeah. there's no way it would happen. Yeah, I feel you. We were just talking about this before when we were having a walk around and talking about like you got to be so careful of your frequency you have got to protect your frequency yes totally yeah yeah and and i think you know we, we all know it on a gut level the people we're around how they're impacting us like we all know it are they bringing us up are they bringing us down are they reminding us more of our future or more of our past like yeah. we know these things are they playing like my biggest thing right now is i just can't be around victims if I like, I, I hate it. It's I don't like want to hear about energy, it. isn't it? It's it's deflating. Yeah. It's terrible. And if I hear it, I try to call it out right away. I'll just say, I'll say that's a victim story. You know, <laughs> like, I'll just I'll just right. say it because I like I'm aware that's rude. But I mean, you're a coach. You know, you got to interrupt the pattern first. And absolutely, that's what I want to do. Right? I, I like my choice is either you step out of the victim and you put on some powerful clothing, or we can't hang out anymore. And I like you, so so step the fuck up. <laughs> there you go yeah parting advice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it so Jason how can we find you online uh, well we talked about Instagram so yeah if anyone wants to check me out uh, just go to at Jason Capital and, and send me a DM on Instagram we reply to, to everybody yeah I love yeah. that man I love that you're for the people Dude, they're connecting with them you know it's when you, you asked about the millionaire thing and I, I, I'm curious about your opinion on this too mm. but after I like I like I, I had that phase where you get the money and then you party and you, you spend yeah. it all and you go like crazy right and I, I did a lot of that for several years, but my my theory is that anytime anyone hits millionaire or like a lot of money and then they don't just chill but they keep building keep creating keep growing it's because their their value system has changed from one of what can I get to what can I what give, can I give yeah. because you're once you have money 
Like, why would you keep making more money? Like, there's not your life's not going to change that much. The only reason you keep doing things that would involve making money, building a business, a, a, an impact, or whatever, a mission, is because there's something you want to give. There's some impact. There's some change you want to make. Yeah. Uh, and and that's been a shift for me in the last couple of years. And I'll tell you, dude, it's like it's like riding a wave versus like pushing water. Uh, and and when <laughs> when, you, when your goal is giving, it's just so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I remember when I was working in a nine to five job. And I got to the point where I achieved my goals within my business of Addicted to Success. We had advertising income coming in and you know, I was selling ad space and I was doing some email copy and affiliate commissions and things like that and some coaching on the side. And I got to the point where I reached 70% of my income in, in Addicted to Success, my passion. And that was enough for me to go in and tell my pain in the ass boss, it's costing me too much to be here and I left. And money was my motivation because it was a need for me at the time to be able to get to a space to get out of the place that I was in for so long. Yeah. And then to move to a space where I realized, I remember driving the car away from the workplace and I was driving down the freeway and I had like, I think it was like Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg like <laughs> bumping it. I'm just like, I was singing along. I felt so like elated, man. I was like so like full, filled with joy and fulfillment and it was really this classic taste of freedom and mm-hmm. I was like damn freedom is what I want that's what I actually wanted it was freedom freedom to wake up and not be a slave to the alarm clock right and nobody else's agenda and and then as I got into that I realized like oh wait maybe it's not just the freedom because you adjust mm-hmm. it's the freedom to create mm-hmm. and that's when I was like man I can create any time not having to think about anybody else's stuff and because I can I can give the world my best stuff yes and you're doing it right now. Like I see how many videos you're pumping out and I see the excitement in your voice. Like you're in alignment, dude. You're in alignment. What do you do to stay in alignment? Let's wrap it up with this because I think it's yeah. very important. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I do. My rituals are so important to me. One of my good friends, Sharon Trivatsa, he taught me that uh, good process drives good results or good rituals drive good results. Absolutely. He says, if someone tells me their goal, I'll say, great, show me your rituals and I'll tell you if you hit your goal. And it's <laughs> such a good reframe and he's so right. So... Uh, for me, dude, it's it, it's two things. One, uh, so I moved to Puerto Rico earlier this year. Uh, it's an amazing country. I love not having like winter anymore. The tax benefits are also amazing. I don't know if you know about that. I didn't know. But that. we can talk about that yeah, after. We do. <laughs> but I, uh, but I did like a, a workshop on myself out there on like a Saturday where I went to the beach where no one was, and I spent the whole day just getting really clear on vision and values, like those two things. Yes. And my values got severely restructured, like viciously restructured on that day. And ever since then, that was, I don't know, maybe four or six months ago, I've, I've felt like, like you're talking about, just, just better about everything, more congruent, more in alignment. So getting clear on the values was super important. Uh, and the other thing is just the rituals every day. I, I have, you know, I wake up every morning and I move. That's the first thing I do for about 10 minutes. I do yoga. I do uh, bioenergetic breathing exercises. Uh, Elliot Hulse, I don't know if you know Elliot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good friend of mine. So he's taught me a lot about bioenergetics and, and that's been amazing. Uh, and then I journal. Like my, my rituals are like, I'm a disciplined person. Like Journaling yeah, is gangster, dude. I, I journal. That too. Yeah. It's, it, I used to think it was for girls. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like dear diary. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, seriously, that's what I was like. Oh, I wouldn't do that, but man, it's game changer. It's, it is unbelievable. I, a great quote I heard about journaling is, the best therapist in the world is three pages a day. Oh. Yeah, that's a nice one. I like that. Yeah, you can make a poster out of that one. Yeah. Uh, but, and I journal, and then I write my goals, uh, yeah. and then I, I do my kazening, which is 30 minutes of deep like practice or study into one skill I'm trying to get better at. And then like everything is, it's just, everything is scripted. Everything is, and it, it is like, on a Sunday, I map out the whole, so I think that there's a lot of power in scripting out your entire week, as well as setting aside times 
to just flow because you don't you don't yeah. want to just be a, a general where every minute is covered so yeah. i do both those things i think those things are important and then the last thing i'll say because i don't want to like preach up here too much because dude again like i could fall off any, any minute like could happen any minute right now right i yeah. uh, but is figuring out like what gift is it that someone wants to give to the world I think everyone is a genius inside. I think you're right. If they're stuck at work, there's no time to develop that gift, which yes. they can then share in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. So finding, like, first get the hell out of the rat race so you can find what your gift is and then have a space to cultivate that gift to the heights of your potential and then start sharing that with the world because uh, we all fucking need it, right? We need it. And I think if you're doing those things, you're going to be dandy. You're going to be great. Love it, man. Love it. All right, last question. Oh, we yeah. always wrap up every interview with this question. You ready? If you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Wow. <laughs> God, that is an amazing question. That's not what I would say. Uh, I would say that whoever the fuck is listening right now, uh, you have a fucking genius inside of you. I don't care what your parents or your culture or society tell you. They're all fucking lying. They don't know shit. Uh, there is a genius inside of you. You have a gift to give to this world, a talent, something. Dedicate your life to, to cultivating that talent to the, the Everest of your potential and then share that with the world in the most authentic, expressive way that you possibly can until literally there's no music in your heart and no song left on your lips. Like, just do that and you'll be fucking good.